welcome to Cavalier Central, bringing you everything you need to know about the wine and gold. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Cavalier Central. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Knock a Few Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and At The Buzzer, plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and The Green Light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S. E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Justin Matcham. Joining me tonight again for part two of the Andre Drummond trade to every team uh, double episode thing. Dan Galinsky, Amadou So. Dan, Amadou, how you guys doing? How's your night going? Things good? Yeah, things are good, man. I'm ready to give my, my kind of crazy takes, crazy trades. These ones are going to get kind of weird because the West mm-hmm. has some teams that make absolutely no sense for Drummond, but yeah. we're here. Dan, how you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. Before we get into some Drummond stuff, I do just want to give a quick update on Matthew Dolvadova. Apparently, he had his appendix removed either today or the day before. Uh, the report says he was evaluated at Cleveland Clinic Courts after alerting team medical and athletic training staff of pain he was experiencing in his lower right abdomen. Uh, ended up needing surgery to remove his appendix. So, uh, not sure exactly what that means for Delhi. Um, that seems not related to the concussion. So, yeah, not, not really sure what's going on there, but, um, at least he's not experiencing that pain anymore. Um, I'm not sure that'll be a a major setback for him. We'll, We'll just have to see, you know, as time moves on exactly what that means for him this season. But, uh, one more thing just before we get into it, uh, the Cavaliers did have that, uh, late scheduled game against the Nuggets at home. Uh, the Cavaliers lost 120 to 103 to the Nuggets. Jamal Murray with a regular season high 50 points on 21 of 25 shooting from the field, eight for 10 from three. I believe that's the most points scored ever without attempting a free throw. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't. Again, this is not really a, a game recap episode. Um, some things to look at here. Anything in particular stand out to you guys from this game? 
other than the fact that Jamal Murray just so happened to have the best game of his life today or yesterday. Yeah, I I don't even know what to make of this game. I feel like offensively we played, you know, fairly well, but I mean when Jamal Murray has fifty points on over eighty percent shooting, it's it's only so much you can do. Um one thing I want to talk about, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce his first name, but Campazo? Facundo. Just, oh, okay, Facundo. Campazo. He just came on. Man, he... That's an interesting player right there, honestly. Um, he made that one crazy three. I believe it was the, the end of the first mm-hmm. or the, the yep. end of the second or something. Yeah, he just... Like a one-legged chuck. Yeah. 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 He's going to be an interesting player to look at uh, over the next few years. But overall, I mean... Uh, they fought like at the end, towards the end of the third. But I mean, you know, Jamal Murray just put an end to all of that. So not really too much you can say about that game. Yeah, Facundo Campazzo plays hard and just one of those, you know, kind of just crafty European guards. Um, I believe he's from Europe. But he's either for like I've seen him in like Argentina jerseys. I've heard he's Italian. I don't really know, but um, yeah, uh, he's someone who's just an interesting player. But, yeah, he has unbelievable court vision. Like, yes, yeah, just yes makes it's just you just gotta when you're playing defense off the ball, you gotta just know that he's gonna pass to the way that he's not looking, and mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> yeah, he's had a number of highlight passes this season already. Oh yeah, one one kind of takeaway for me at least. Um, we had some threes coming from Colin Darius. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Both of them took seven threes. Uh, Colin came out and kind of said that that was a point of emphasis for him, uh, was getting more three-pointers attempted. Overall, though, I think and I think Colin kind of broke out of it a little bit, you know, later in the game. But Colin just seems to be going through it right now as far as scoring. Um, one thing I kind of noticed in particular was, and this has just been over, again, the past week or so, I feel like, you know, the, Colin's ability to get into that in the middle of the lane and get that little push floater shot off, which, you know, as frustrating as it can be sometimes because he's not taking threes. Uh, that that shot has been pretty automatic for him, you know, for most of the season. I feel like he kind of stopped going to that and started settling for some longer shots, some longer twos, um, where he just kind of you know dribbles from side to side a few times and then puts one up. Uh, I'd like to see him just continue to get into the lane if he's going to take those long twos. That's just me, um, Dan. Anything that you had stick out to you? I thought Okoro played a good game. Yeah, I mean he's. I don't know. The, the missed interior bunnies um, are stuff you don't like to see, but yeah. I it, I don't know. I just think it's experience that he has to go through, and he'll be fine. I mean, they're just in gauntlet of their schedule, and um, yeah, I thought his when he's aggressive, he seems to have more of an impact on the game, and it, it's just I'm never gonna. I'd rather him be that way than the alternative. And um, it was uh, good to see Dylan Windler um, get some run. Didn't really do a ton, but again, every time he's in there, he's he's going to be active on the glass. And um, yeah, Murray's just he's just unbelievable. Enough nowhere else to nothing else to say really. Yeah, uh, Dylan just kind of mentioned him. He did have four rebounds in this game. He had the one. Again, just kind of going back to some frustrating bunny misses. Had one really, really nice offensive rebound. Uh, really had to fight to get it, and he did. And then just kind of missed a bunny at the rim. And it was just kind of that type of night in general. Um, it's been that type of February. It's been that type of month in general for this team. So, 
I don't really know. We're we're making our way through, I guess. But uh, we have some winnable games coming up, though. Yeah, we so do. We do. We the Thunder are coming up. We'll 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 get there. But uh, we got to talk about these Drummond trades. Uh, we're here. Uh, I guess we should just start off with the Mavericks, the team that we've already talked about. But uh, this continues to probably be out of all the Western teams the most realistic. Um, <laughs> looking down the list, maybe the only one that like I would seriously say like yeah, that's probably a good trade, um, or at least a realistic one. Maybe a couple others, but we'll just start with this one. I think you know the one that we talked about is like James Johnson, Dwight Powell, maybe a first round pick for Drummond. Um, the Cavaliers take back Powell. Um, and also give away Drummond. That's kind of where that, that value comes in for the first. James Johnson works in an expiring. Uh, the Mavericks get better for this season. Did you, either of you guys have anything different here? Yeah, instead of that first-round pick, I had Josh Green. Um, what Dan had okay. said that one time on the podcast. Yeah, that's true, Josh Green. I do remember that. Uh, Dan, did you have anything different? Um, I had Dotson packaged with Drummond for James Johnson um, Trey Burke, Boban, and Josh Green. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just kind of figured Boban is pretty much a throw-in. I mean, what would he play from there? And Trey Burke can help just thinking of what's going on with Delhi here. Um, and Dotson could help them at the other end feasibly as somewhat of a 3-and-D type. Um, and Josh Green is kind of what you're banking on for kind of a potential, like, I guess, bench energy, uh, maybe slasher type. Yeah, I think it, it, the, if the Cavaliers were able to get a guy like Josh Green, obviously that's that's a fine reward for for Drummond. I think I just figure that's pretty much like a pick. Yeah, yeah, it essentially is a first rounder, um, and you feel a need again on the roster and Trey Burke, uh, short term fit, and I believe. Trey is under contract next season as well, if I'm not wrong, at a very cheap number. Uh, let me pull that up real yeah, quick. It's, it's like $3 million or something. Yeah, yeah. Trey is making just over $3 million next season, and then has a $3.3 million player option the year after. So okay. um, even if he picks that up, it's not like it's a big amount. It's a very you know cheap deal. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, like I said, we don't need to dive too deep into the Nuggets just because I feel like we – or the Nuggets, the Mavericks, just because we've talked about this team so much already. Let's get into the Nuggets, though. Uh, Dan, I'll lob this one to you first. What was your Andre Drummond to the Nuggets trade? Uh, it was Drummond for um, just Gary Harris and Jamichael Green. Uh, I, I wouldn't again wouldn't expect them to do that or really entertain it, but uh, just a possibility that uh, I don't know could kind of spell Jokic and be another kind of big that they can kind of run things through a little bit um, if if the buy-in is there to at least be an active roller, but figure it's maybe just an exploratory one. I don't know. Yeah. For a team that, I mean, the backup center spot has kind of been by committee for this, this Nuggets team, whether it's been Hartenstein or uh, Zeke Naji, Joe Michael Green can, you know, play there in spots. Um, so <laughs> Drummond doesn't exactly make a ton of sense there because of Jokic, but in, you know, the, the universe where it does make sense. I mean, it would be that, that would shore up their, you know, the 
non-Jokic minutes on the floor. Amadou, what did you have for Andre Drummond to the Nuggets? Yeah, I had the same exact trade. Um, depending you, on how okay. much, yeah, depending on how much the Nuggets uh, value Gary Harris, maybe we can you know get a second out of that or not. But um, I don't. know. I guess you know from this trade, Gary Harris is the most interesting piece. I mean, since he signed an extension, I'm pretty sure he's just been on like a downward spiral. Um, maybe in Cleveland he can turn his career around. But yeah, like Dan said, this in the trade, I I would expect the Nuggets to really entertain. Well, here was my deal. So I have Gary Harris. I think that's a must uh, just for salary reasons. I did not include Jermichael Green, though. I put in Isaiah Hartenstein, Vlatko Konchar, I'm not sure how to say it, Konchar, Konchar, something like that, and Bull Bull for Andre Drummond and two seconds. Um, again, you, the Nuggets in this kind of get to keep Jermichael Green, who has been a very important piece for them off the bench this year. Uh, again, you know, could kind of play 4-5 for him, can shoot at that position. I figure Vlatko, Con, Con, Vlatko C will go with. Um, can it, it, He's a zero for them. He's not going to be anything. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, not really anything. Uh, Drummond is obviously a clear upgrade over him. Bull Bull is kind of, you know, the piece of intrigue here. Uh, the, the guy that has kind of get back as I'm, I'm not even the biggest bull bull believer. Um, I've stated that before. I just don't know what position he plays. I don't know what position he defends in the NBA, but there's certainly intrigue there. And then you get back Gary Harris. Um, again, you're giving up a lot of depth there. So I figure you know, for that standpoint and the fact that you are giving up an intriguing prospect, the Cavaliers could give up one or two second round picks in the process. Um, again, you get lighter on the wing, losing Gary Harris, but you do kind of shore up that big man spot with uh, with Drummond. Um, you know, you can still run Will Barton at the two. You have other guys there. Uh, you could you could run Facundo and Gary or, or Facundo and Jamal together. So I, I think that that two three kind of slot would still be fine for them. That's the trade that I had. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, it, Bobo is definitely somebody that I thought about too. Um, for me, it just comes down to how much the Nuggets value him. Now, if they think that he's, I wouldn't say have, you know, MPJ potential as to where you can ease him into the, the league and then, you know, he kind of blows up sort of kind of what MPJ is doing now. I'd say maybe sort of, I think they're maybe looking at what he what he did in the bubble and maybe there's a chance that he could become a quality NBA player for them. So, yeah, it just comes down to that. And honestly, I would take him from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, we just need pieces, to be honest, players with, potential and i mean bobo is somebody who's seven two we see we, you know people talk to him talk about him as a unicorn he can shoot the three ball you know he has a, a handle a bit but again i mean i i believe this too i i don't know how long he has in nba i mean he is extremely tall but again he is extremely lanky um i don't even think he's 200 pounds so uh definitely some concern there but i I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be for the trade all right this is definitely not uh Probably going to be loved, but I have one with Drummond and Colin Sexton and then a uh, 2023 round two and then another round two, like, uh, or I'm sorry, two other future twos for Bull Bull, Harris, and MPJ. 
Oh. I, don't know. I thought that's, that you were going to swing a trade. My thought here is that you were going to do something for Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Like, you're going Colin and Drummond and, like, other draft compensation. That was where mine was floating. MPJ kind of caught me off guard there. So, so say it again. It's MPJ. It's, uh, say it, the return again. MPJ, uh, it's, Gary Harris. It's, yeah, MPJ, Gary Harris, and Bull Bull. And now okay. that I'm saying it back, I don't like I don't like it at all. But, I don't know, I was just... Just kind of spitballing, but yeah, I, I wouldn't give up Sexton essentially for Porter, but um, I don't know. I guess it just kind of allows the Cavs to kind of go big and have a combination of wings because that's basically what Porter is and kind of flip the script from the sex land sort of thing. Well, let's talk about this a little bit. It doesn't need to be about this trade, but who do you value more between a guy like MPJ and Sexton? I think... Sexton is more of the sure thing, obviously. Um, he's, you know, the guy who kind of sets the culture here. I think that that's important. Um, MPJ, I think, if you're looking at just a guy who has a higher ceiling, uh, I think MPJ is that guy uh, just because of the size and the, the shot creation ability, which, again, Colin Sexton also has. But I think just the size being at 6'10 and being able to shoot over guys Um has the size to be a good defender. I don't really like him on defense. I just don't think he has you know that awareness. Uh, you can argue Colin Sexton isn't the best defender either, but I'm interested to hear your guys' take on this. Yeah. Um, personally, I really do view this move as a step back in our rebuild. Um, just because, like you said, Colin Sexton is a culture setter here. You know, I mean, I feel like right now, at least, he's that guy for us. So to trade him for MPJ, who is a big if, you know, he has had, you know, major injuries in his past. We don't know, you know, his potential could be, you know, like be through the roof, but Colin Sexton is a, a borderline all-star player. Willis MPJ is right now. He looks like a third, fourth option maybe. And I mean, yeah, you know, he's had a solid season this year. I think he's been up like 14 and six. He's shooting efficient from the field, but at the same time he is doing so while being a third option or fourth option, whatever, however you view, maybe like a Will Barn or a Paul Nosap. Two guys like, you know, even then, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray. So in a number one option role, would he be better? Would he be worse? We don't know. But I just feel like this move is too monumental for this organization. I just, I, I don't know if this is a move that I will make. I think the injury concerns are definitely another reason you don't do it. Um, just because, I mean, at the, up to this point, you know, when my MPJ, since, you know, he's kind of come back from his, you know, long-term injury, like he's been in the lineup consistently, but... There's still, I mean, with with back injuries, there is still that hanging over your head the entire time. Uh, It could end up being just fine. It could cut his career short, you know, much earlier than we would like. I don't think that that's something you can really tell right now. Um, And that alone, I think, would take me out of it when you have such a a sure thing in Sexton. That's just me. Yeah, I'm not really, I I wouldn't consider it really, but it's just a floating idea, but I don't know. It's just kind of in the sense that you're going to have to pay sex in this. Oh, it seems like they're going to pay him this off season. You're not going to have to pay Porter for a while. Um, yeah. Ball ball or bowl bowl could end up being something who knows. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of in the thought process that Harris is a rotational piece, frankly, mm-hmm. um, it at least can be a starter for you in the short term. Uh, but 
it just kind of allows you in the line of thought to have um, maybe shift to, toward being more big uh, and maybe you alter your draft decision and, and if a guy like Jalen Green is there, maybe you get him as your kind of potential kind of, I guess, centerpiece down the line. But yeah, again, I, I'm with you guys. I wouldn't do it, but just kind of flirting around with the trade NBA stuff. I don't know. Just I mean, of, just kind of spitballing. All of these trades are spitballs. So every yeah, this, single this one is of these the, trades uh, are spitballs. This is a spitball that's a big, big spitball. But it's a big spitball. But you know, a, a a ball of spit is a ball of spit. We're all we're all doing the same thing here. We'll move on to the Warriors now. Um, another team that doesn't really make a lot of sense, at least um, trade wise. Although I think I might have a deal here that I again I wouldn't probably I, I don't know I don't think it would it wouldn't happen but I'll start with you Amadou what was your Andre Drummond to the Warriors trade? So my trade was Andrew Wiggins in a future first round pick for Andre Drummond. So just the meaning behind I mean it's pretty simple you're just trying to get off of Andrew Wiggins money and now Wiggins has had a solid season this year for the Warriors and they are a team that's. You know, they're they're contending for a playoff spot. But I feel like Andre Drummond, I don't know. I feel like their ring rotation, excuse me, wing rotation, now with Draymond back, it's it's solid. Um, and, of course, James Wiseman, they're, they're looking for a big battle. You know, they played Draymond at big at the five spot for a number of games now. Wiseman's still out. I believe he has a wrist injury. So, you know, you have Drummond in to sort of be that safety blanket there. I feel like that's why you make that trade. I'll I'll be honest. I don't love the Warriors wing rotation without. And I'm not a Wiggins guy at all, but I really don't. I mean, they have Kelly Oubre, who I think has been fine. I think he's come on as of late. Outside of that, you have Damian Lee, Kent Bazemore, uh, Michael Mulder, which I guess you could do worse. But um, I did have the same trade as you, Amadou. Um, before we get to Dan, I just want to ask what type of first what type of first round pick are we talking here? Because I had the same deal. I had the Minnesota pick coming back mm. to Cleveland in I exchange for one, like Drummond like makes you better at the center position, and two, you are taking on a lot of money for Andrew Wiggins. That's why I don't think this deal gets done, because I don't think it's worth it for Golden State to like like Golden State doesn't need to get off of yeah, Andrew Wiggins' exactly. money in and, their current situation. But yeah. for Cleveland to take him on, I think that's what it would take. Well, I'd do that in a heartbeat if I was Cleveland. Obviously, you know, you have a chance at having, like, sort of say, Jonathan Kuminga and, you know, a Jalen Green or a Kate Cunningham and Jonathan Kuminga. You know, that's 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 crazy. But um, That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Like you said, though, this, this trade doesn't really make sense for the Warriors. I mean, even if you do get off of Wiggins' money, you still don't have money to do anything in the offseason. So, I mean, giving up a potential top three pick, adding that to – your core of Stephen Well, Curry, I will say this. Um, I believe that the Minnesota pick is one through three protected. So yeah. it would like it would have to go fall out of the top three mm-hmm. for it to convey to Cleveland. So it would okay. hopefully be like a fourth or fifth or sixth pick, depending on where Minnesota okay. ends up. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, you still have a chance at... Still, yeah, yeah. Maybe like a... Even, even you know, Jalen Green still, you know, Jalen Suggs, just depending on how to draft, you know, ends up. Yeah. But are you, are you willing to give up one of those players to get off of Wiggins' money, even though you still won't be able to do anything in the offseason. I just I just don't think that makes sense for the Warriors. 
Dan, what'd you have here? Yeah, I just had um, Drummond for um, Ubre, Kent Bazemore, Kavon Looney, and Jordan Poole. And I just assumed that the Cavs, in this sense, would wave uh, Delhi and uh, Wade if and or before the guaranteed date. Um, not, not very uh, imaginative, I guess, but. Well, you know what? We like it. You're mixing it up here. We don't want everything the same. So that's how we want it. But, um, yeah, I think at that point it's just kind of – it's just giving up too many pieces for Golden State. Um, yeah. And then you're just going to have to re-sign other guys. But, again, like all of the – we're spitballing here. We'll just, we'll just keep saying it. But um, safe to say that, again, it's, it's not worth it for – Golden State to give up that type of pick to get off of Wiggins' money, and that's what it would take. So, we can we can scratch the Warriors off the list here. The Rockets, Dan, what did you have to send Andre Drummond to the Rockets? Uh, I'm gonna toss it to Amadou for this one first. I will just say before we start, uh, kind of counterintuitive to send Andre Drummond to the Rockets, just because we got a report today saying that DeMarcus Cousins, like the day after he got his contract guaranteed, yeah, um, he got his contract guaranteed before the like cut-down date, um, they are now looking to move on from DeMarcus, and which is weird, but um, and look to move on with Christian Wood as the future of their center spot. So pretty much disregard anything we say here. But anyway, Amadou, what was your... Andre Drummond to the Rockets trade. Okay, so my trade here is kind of funny. Um, I'm not sure when. I think he should be able to be traded again, but it was essentially Eric Gordon, Dante Exum, and some picks for Andre Drummond. I just see this as the Rockets are really looking to rebuild now, so you want to get off of Eric Gordon's money. I think Eric Gordon has, what, three more years left on his deal? So, and I think by the time he's 35 years old, he'll be making 20 mil a year. So, I feel like, honestly, the Cavs could potentially walk away with a first-round pick, maybe even two, in a trade like this. And, I mean, Eric Gordon right now, I mean, he's still solid. Obviously, he's in the Eric Gordon of old, but, you know, he can provide some a spark off the bench for us. Lord knows we need that. And then you have Dante Axum, who is coming back to Cleveland. So, that's just how I see that trade. Unfortunately, uh, NBA trade rules would not allow us to do that uh, because we traded away Dante Exum this season. Um, in theory, like the only way that we could really bring back Dante Exum, I think, is if he was traded to a third team. If he was traded to a third team, like if the Cavaliers trade him to the Houston and say Houston trades him to, to, to Golden State or whatever – and then Golden State waves him, then we could pick him up as a free agent. But even if the even if the Rockets were to wave him, uh, we wouldn't be able to pick him up as a free agent this season. So I feel unfortunately, like we could him out for maybe like PJ Tucker and well, yeah, yeah, Ronan that's the deal or something like that. Yeah, the deal that I had was, and I, I don't think the Rockets do it because I think they can get value out of PJ Tucker. But it was Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and because they're looking to move on from him. DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins, okay. Yeah. And yeah, maybe some sort of... Maybe some sort of draft compensation for Drummond. Um, the thought process here is they get off of DeMarcus Cousins without having to waive him since they said they want to move on. Again, that's only a minimum salary, but that's a minimum salary they don't have to pay anymore. 
Um, and they get off of Eric Gordon. Uh, Andre is an expiring. Even if you do have Christian Wood there, uh, he's not. He doesn't have to be part of your future. Um, Eric Gordon is making this season sixteen point nine. Essentially, he's making eighteen next season, fifteen or nineteen and a half the season after that, and then he has, I believe. I don't think he has any guarantee. He might have a partial guarantee in 2023. Yeah, I think uh, that's what it was. I'm not sure exactly what the number is there. But anyway, yeah, Eric Gordon would be, you know, it's it's the move here is getting off Eric Gordon, which again, with a rebuild, I'm not sure if that's something that they need to do, but that's kind of the thought process behind it. Dan, what did you have? Yeah, mine was, I figured you'd have the same as mine. So that was, that was what I had as well. And same, same thought process. Fair enough. We will move on here to the Clippers. Dan, it's not going to get easier here for you, but I'm going to I'm going to lob it to you again. What is your Andre Drummond to the Clippers trade? All right, so this is a three-way trade here. Um, the Clippers received Drummond and Miles Bridges, um, and then a 2023 second via Boston, 2021 round two or a second via, or I guess the Clippers get their that pick back. And then a 2021 second rounder via Brooklyn. And then the Hornets would get Zubats and um, Luke Kennard and then Cash from the Cavs. And then the Cavs would get Serge, um, Bev, and then Biombo. Interesting. So I think from the Cavs' perspective, um, so the Cavs are just giving up Andre Drummond and what else? Anything uh, else or just Drummond in that? That was it. Okay. And you're getting Basically, back... it's like the Hornets are getting Zubats and Kennard. Yeah. Essentially. It's just, I just did that because it was from like a cap standpoint and um, yeah. take on the expiring Diambo and then you get like trade pieces in Surge and Beverly for the following season would be expiring. Well, I think you could probably flip Surge this season. Like, yeah, I think he I, has enough trade value to like where you could get a real return for him right now. Yeah, that's that. It's pretty much just picking up two at least one in theory uh, another uh, trade piece. Yeah, that's I, kind I like of it. the that's kind of the thought process on that. It makes more sense than mine. Uh, Again, I didn't include th- three-way trades. Uh, if, if Drummond were to end up in the, I, I just the Clippers, did at times kind of due to necessity, frankly. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, if, if Andre Drummond were to actually end up in in L.A. on the Clippers, it would almost have to be a multi-team, like a, a three or more team trade. Like, I tried to make a two-team trade work. Uh, it really just doesn't. I did my best. But uh, Amadou, what did you have here for the Clippers? Yeah, I tried to make a two-team trade work, too didn't work well one that made sense i tried to keep surge on the team on the clippers because i feel like they value him much 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 higher than zubak um but unfortunately i don't think it'd work if you didn't include surge so personally for me i just did um sergi baka patrick beverly mufandu cabin galley for uh andre drummond and i feel like you probably even have to add another player then I don't think Patrick I think Patterson they would. could be traded. Yeah, so I think he probably well, has I think Patrick man. Patterson probably could be traded. My thought oh, is can. there okay. just... My thought is, is he, there's... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, my thought is there. 
I don't the the Clippers. You also have to keep in mind cannot take back like any more salary than they're sending. Yeah, out they're hard cap because right? because they're hard capped and they're right there. So it gets difficult. Um, the trade that I had was Marcus Morris, Evita Zubats, and Patrick Beverly for Andre Drummond, Dean Wade, and I put two seconds. Uh, you could you know go up or down with that first rounders, whatever. But yeah, I think it, it, you have to include uh, Marcus and Pat Bev just to make the money work. Uh, Zubats is obviously the return here for Cleveland and the reason you do the deal. Uh, is it worth giving up your backup center, um, who's a very good backup center, who's young, on a good contract, and your starting point guard, and one of your starting you know forwards for Drummond? Well, I mean, Marcus Morris, I think, has been in and out of the starting lineup. Uh, with Nick Batum, you know, Nick, Nick Batum, I think, kind of makes him expendable a little bit. And he's maybe not in the best contract in the world, but I still think for a team looking to win right now, this deal doesn't really make a lot of sense. But that's that's basically what I had. I like yours a lot more, Dan. Again, I think, you know, something along those lines would, would have to be the way it would go uh, for him to end up there. I think it would. It's a, two, a, a two-team trade just doesn't even make sense here. Um, well, it's just like Kennard's just been seem he's just been like a weird fit. I don't know. I just I mean, he's been. I, he just he's hasn't had, he him. just hasn't had much of an opportunity really it seems like yeah I'd say he, well he he's looks, yeah he's know. yeah there's so many miles to feed in LA I feel like right now oh yeah and I think he's been very good on offense and his spacing has been good and yeah like, the spacing has been great compared yeah, to Shamit he's been fine he just hasn't had like in Detroit I mean they were he was getting a lot of oh yeah oh yeah roll opportunities I mean he was honestly like kind of like a primary playmaker even like when he was healthy. And I just, he's just, I don't know, it just gives him, them kind of, for sure, at least a guy that can just kind of fit into a role in Bridges, maybe. Yeah. He's um, very, he's a very solid player, but it's, yeah, I just think yeah. they could use kind of a, another hybrid 3-4 type, like, looking onward past Morris, maybe. If they yeah. were able to get, or eventually get off him, it's, it's just more of a team-friendly uh, deal in that sense. Yeah, and I, like, I think, like like we were saying, you know, I think that Kennard has been fine for him. But also, another thing to note with him is that he has been really very bad on defense this year. Uh, like, he's just, he's, he's been flat out bad there. And that could be kind of a concern in the playoffs. Um, yeah. You know, depending on, that can kind of limit how much you play him. So, yeah, I, I think that, I, I don't view Kennard as an essential piece for this team moving forward. Right. Especially if they can get something else for him. Yeah. Um. We'll move on to the Lakers, which makes even less sense. Um, Amadou, you got anything for the Lakers, man? <sighs> I think this one would have to be... Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't even know. I feel like in a similar boat with the Clippers where you'd have to... They're just so hard cap that you know, it's just going to be tough to make any move that you try to make. So I try to do one. Um... It doesn't look good. So uh, for for my trade that I did, I did Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope, Montrose Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Alfonso McKinney, and Quinn Cook for Drummond, and I don't even that doesn't even work honestly. So it doesn't. I don't think it yeah, works because of uh, the poison pill for Kuzma mm-hmm. because uh, yeah. he was just extended. Before, and this is before his, his extension is kicked yeah. in as a rookie guy, a rookie contract guy. So yeah. Um, the only thing that I could find that makes even a glimmer of sense for this was uh, Dennis Schroeder and KCP for Drummond. Um, which, again, like, 
you shouldn't do if you're the Lakers. KCP is, and, and you know, and Schroeder are like starting caliber players for your team. Uh, you don't really have a Schroeder replacement. And like you, you sort of have a KCP replacement and a guy like Wes Matthews or whatever, but not a guy who I would just give away um, by any means. You're getting Andre Drummond, which I, it might be a little bit of overlap when you already have. Uh, and like, there's been a lot of talk, like you know, the Lakers could use a, a, a center upgrade. Like it's fair, but I don't think that the Lakers center rotation is as much of a problem as some people have made it out to be. Like once the playoffs come around, assuming he's healthy, I think Anthony Davis can be the guy for him that like plays the large, you know, portion of minutes at center. You know, they didn't always have to because they had Javale and Dwight last year. But I think, you know, if need be, he can be that guy. Um, and then you have guys like Mark Gasol and Montrez and, you know, even Markeith Morris, who you can just play in spurts at that point. Uh, you're not going to need to rely on them for too heavy of minutes. So I, I don't really think that – I mean, there's there's no real reason for, for LA to do this particular trade. Dan, did you have anything different? Yeah, I had another three-way trade with Charlotte. Um, I had where the Lakers receive Biombo. And then um, a 2022 uh, second rounder via Houston from Cleveland and then cash from Cleveland. And then the Cavs receive uh, Zeller, Malik Monk, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Nick Richards is kind of just like a cap throw in um, or salary throw in. And then the Hornets get um, it's not to the Lakers, but it's the Hornets get Drummond. Um, McKinney and then a 2026 second rounder from the Cavs and a 2023rd or 2023 um, second rounder via the Lakers. Yeah, I guess that, that's another guy that you brought up is a uh, Talon Horton Tucker. I didn't even think of him as another guy who could kind of fill in behind uh, behind KCP. So I guess there add, add that to the it makes a little bit more sense. And I didn't even think about Alex Caruso either as a guy who can kind of fill in for. You know, Schroeder. So they do have other guys there, but again, I just don't think it's worth it for him at the end of the day. We'll move on here. What do we got next? We have the Memphis Grizzlies. This one was, I, I think, I think this one makes more sense than the other two. Like, they still have Jonas Valanciunas, who has been fine for them. Uh, very good, actually. Amadou, you have a trade? Let's get to it. My trade is kind of simple. I have Gorgie Jang and Justice Winslow for Andre Drummond. Simple so, and plain. I like simple. it. Simple. Yeah, uh, so Justice Winslow has not played a game since I think, 2019. Yeah, actually, and he was I, I'm sorry. Player. I yeah. don't mean to cut you off. I think he yeah. was listed as active. I'm, I have oh, not been active. keeping up wow, with the games. Okay. I have not been keeping up with the games. But keep talking. I'm going to look up his – I'm going to see if he played tonight. Yeah, well, I know earlier he was listed as questionable. I don't know if he was active or not, but – I mean, you talk about a guy who in Miami, you know, played point guard position, can play the, the four to three. Um, the only question really is how does his game fit into the modern day NBA? Um, his jump shot isn't, you know, I wouldn't even say it's catch and, catch and shoot potential. I feel like he'd probably have more of an, a backup on ball role for us. And I feel like that's where he probably fits best. I mean, you think about the guys we have off our bench. Dylan Wendler, um, J.D. Osmond, Torian Prince, Larry Nance Jr., all these guys are more than capable catch-and-shoot shooters. Um, so I feel like, yeah, as a backup point guard, I think there's potential there. No, I like this a lot. 
Um, yeah, Justice Winslow as your backup point guard, I think, is great. A guy who, again, would play really, really nicely next to a guy like Colin Sexton, uh, and that can give you a bigger backcourt. Uh, I'm just dreaming of the the um, Justice Winslow, Dylan Windler, Jetty Osmond, Tarian Prince, or throw Isaac Okoro in there for Jetty or whoever, and then like a center lineup. Like, that's very switchy, and I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I would absolutely love him. Obviously, maybe Gordon Kai Jones in there too. You said what, mm. Dan? Um, this really is like a, a Texas uh, Texas center. Um, yeah. Oh, the oh Cavs, Kai Jones. Kai Jones. Yeah, Cavs yeah, 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 could yeah. potentially look to target. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Gorgie Jang uh, would help the Cavaliers' three point woes. He's been one of the like best three point shooters in the league this year, uh, as, as, up to as of now at least, um, percentage wise. Here I have the Justice Winslow has played tonight. Um, here as of the end of the third quarter. He has logged 14 and a half minutes, three points, three rebounds on one of 10 shooting, one of four from three, 0 for two from the free throw line, one turnover, two fouls. But you know what? It's he okay. He hasn't played like, in, you know, a year and a half. So. In, yeah. yeah. He hasn't played in a long time. So well, leave, it to, leave it to Fedor to uh, knock him for the one of 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess yeah. Nate Duncan, but. Nate yeah. Duncan, yeah. Fedor as well. You know, talking. We can talk about the Anthony Edwards dunk. I don't think it was like, like obviously, yes. Just have fun with the Anthony Edwards dunk. Yes, he had a bad game, but we can enjoy the dunk. But was it that horrible? What like Nate Duncan and Chris Fedor tweeted out? Like, is it enough to riot over? Like, there were some very, very upset people in both of their comment sections. Yeah, I didn't understand. I mean, you know, he didn't have you know a great game, but he is also a rookie, and this is a rookie highlight moment I mean, this is a dunk that you're going to be talking about for decades honestly so i don't understand you know the fact that you have to you know spoil everybody's you know happiness or excitement over the fact that hey guys you know he didn't do as well as you know this dunk is maybe showing so i, well, I, didn't, I didn't really understand that yeah and it's odd because the last two or so weeks he's looked yeah like exactly like oh yeah, yeah why he was good. selected there so it's just like if you're going to be that nitpicky i mean that's just glossing over how he's performed in the last two and a half weeks so if we're gonna play that game too like give the kid a break i um, give the kid a break i agree but is it is it worth it to like riot over this because like i said there oh was some, no i just there some it, very upset people on twitter over this yeah I, eh, I don't know dan what was your memphis grizzlies drum and trade um, I had Drummond and Dame uh, Dotson for Jang, Dang, Jang, can't remember. Um, John Conchar, locked on Cavs, uh, I think like Darling Favorite. or something. Yeah. Um, and then Grayson Allen and Jonte Porter. So. So they're giving up like the, the lower end farm here. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's. Uh, it's cap savings, I guess, and yeah, yeah, if you will. I mean, I don't know what the Grizzlies are going to be doing this year. So, I, the thing I don't really, I, I think, if a deal were well, to Dotson be done, Dotson is non guaranteed too. That's kind of like what I'm getting at. Next year is net, yeah, yeah. Next year, I'm saying. Um, and I just, I don't know how. Like Grayson Allen has shot really, really well, and Conchar is kind of a. I mean, he's he's a like he's a fine nice, backup guard. Like a nice, like, niche player, but I, I just don't really know. 
Like, uh, they're going to, I would think, look to consolidate fairly soon before they have to pay Morant. So I think this just kind of aids them in the offseason is kind of what I'm kind of thinking. And honestly, John, John Tay, is what you're looking at here. I, I like I like John Tay. Like if he oh, I do too. were to actually get a role, like he, he's kind of like a point five type in in backup minutes. He has that kind of capabilities. Yeah, back um when he was obviously John Tay Porter went undrafted, I wanted the Cavs to take him at the end of the first round that year. Uh I think that was the like, you know, with the Dylan Windler pick or whatever. Uh, I obviously didn't know, you know, how serious the injuries were, and they were yeah, more. They, they were ended really up being yeah. more serious yes. than I was, you know, realizing. But I, I was a big fan of Jonte. I wanted the Cavs to to get him that draft. Um, those Porters, those, those Porters, Porters have had some crazy injury history. Wow. Yes. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think Dan, that would be the reasoning for a trade like this is cap savings. Uh, I yeah. don't really see it being more than that, just because. Yeah, that's they it. have Jonas Valanciunas. I feel like if you could find a workable trade that sends Valanciunas back, then you know we're talking. I personally couldn't really do that. I couldn't find a deal no. that you know made enough sense for Memphis. I had Gorgie Jang, and instead of uh, Justice Winslow, I had Tyus Jones for Andre Drummond. I was thinking that um, too, but I, he he's a again, valid player it, the, though. The, the thought process is the Cavs get a backup point guard, but yeah, he's a valuable player. Um, Again, on a, on, a, on a fair contract, right. uh, they lose Jang, but I, I, I just don't really see that being much. I don't. I don't. It's not worth it for Memphis. But um, if you could find something for for like you know you like the cap savings, or if you could find a way to get Justice Winslow, if they just don't want to pay him, what is Justice making? He's making more. You think he's making up than eleven to thirteen? He's making 13, thirteen this year, and he has a team option for thirteen next year. So if the if the Grizzlies don't want to pay him thirteen million, then sure the Cavs will take him. But um, yeah, at that point it's like I don't know, it's weird. But uh, we'll move on here. Hey everyone, the NBA season is underway, and there is no better way to celebrate than with Thrive Fantasy, the daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in each sport. All you have to do is pick five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a portion of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $2 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and will be awarding thousands more this NBA season. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today or visit thrivefantasy.com to get started. Use the promo code KLOVE, that's K-L-O-V-E, like Kevin Love, when you sign up and you will receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and prop up today. Who do we got next? We have the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is one of the teams that was kind of, for me, like, obviously they have Carl Anthony Towns, but this season is such a wash anyway. Like, on court fit really doesn't even matter for this team because they're they're doomed for the they're, they're doomed for the season. Cat couldn't stay healthy. He's finally back now. D'Angelo Russell is out for a long time. Uh, that duo won't get you very far even in the future just because they can't play defense. Um, we can you know have that discussion with D'Angelo Russell, but Amadou, what was your? Or I guess we started with you last time, Amadou. I'll start with you this time, Dan. 
What's your Minnesota Timberwolves Andre Drummond trade? Um, I had them getting Drummond for um, Hernan Gomez, Rubio having to take on um, those two, if you will, and then Jared Vanderbilt. And then I also had um, just like their 2023 second rounder. I just figure for having to take on on Rubio Rubio for that extra year. Um, I mean, it's not really a huge contract. Hernan Gomez is technically quote-unquote bad contract. Um, I don't even consider Hernan Gomez that bad of a contract. No, 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 it's not. And and he can really shoot it, actually. Um, But, yeah, it's it's just essentially Rubio and and what kind of – I mean, how many minutes are you going to be playing Rubio, that sort of thing. Yeah, Hernan Gomez is like – a lower end starting level power forward who's making six and a half this season, seven million next season, and then he has a non guaranteed seven and a half after that. Like I, I think he's fine. I like that contract, especially on a team like this that just needs power forwards, uh being yeah. Minnesota. But um, it's also kind of a guy that I mean in theory could kind of spend I mean, if if slash when you're able to get off love in the offseason, that's kind of a guy that can really drill. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, for them, it's yeah, it's just cap savings and at least kind of be able to reset a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's reversing the Ricky Rubio mistake when yeah. they brought him in. Uh, the deal, or we'll get to you, Amadou. What was your Minnesota Timberwolves trade? My deal was kind of crazy. Um, I had Ricky Rubio, Ed Davis, and Jared Culver for Andre Drummond. Um, yeah, I will say, um, obviously thank God. I mean, not even thank God, but you know, thankfully it didn't end up this way, but I was, you know, one of the people who did want the Cavs to take Jericho over last season so far. Um, he's just not looked good. And I feel like if the Timberwolves are looking to move Culver, you probably could get more than just, you know, Andre Drummond, who will probably leave at the end of this off season, but at the end of the season, excuse me, but at the same time, uh, Culver has had injury uh, issues. His shot just hasn't translated. It's just been an overall just poor fit in Minnesota. Uh, Josh Okoge's played better than him. Obviously, they drafted Anthony Edwards. And, you know, depending on if they end up with their pick this year or not, they could take another wing once again. So it's just the minutes for him are pretty scarce. So I feel like this is a move for them to just move on from that pick. Just, you know let bygones be bygones with him. And yeah, that was just my mindset. Of course, Rubio uh, and Ed Davis are just throw-ins who, you know, Rubio can be, you know, the backup for us and Ed Davis. Honestly, he could be waived if he wants to go to a contender or whatnot. Yeah, Ed Davis would be a clear buyout guy. Um, I had a very similar trade to yours, Amadou. I did not include Ed Davis in this one. I just had Ricky Rubio and Jared Culver, along with two second-round picks for Drummond. Um, I figured... You know, Minnesota second rounders probably have some value. So, you know, take that for what you will, just because they aren't going to be very good. But yeah, I think you get a guy who, again, like, hasn't been, like, great this year and was a mistake to bring in, you know, it, it, it was a mistake to bring in Ricky Rubio from the start for this team. But um, you, you get a nice playmaking backup, probably point guard for your team for this season and next. Again, he's making too much. But, you know, you can live with it, I guess. And the the real value here is you get to take a fly on Jared Culver. Um, I think, you know, 
if nothing else, he would fit in really nice defensively here on the wing. Um, he'd be just another guy who you'd have in there. Like, Jared Culver, like, for as poorly as his offensive game is translated to the NBA, his defense has been really, like, very, very good. Like, he's been, along with Okogi, like, really, like, their only defensive bright spots. Um, you know, Jared Vanderbilt, I think, has been okay this year, too. But overall, you know what I mean. I uh, long guy, long and athletic. What were you saying? I just think his his floor, yeah, like, it, the, yeah, a little bit mid-range prevalent, um, or predominant, I should say. Uh, the catch-and-shoot game hasn't really been great. Um, but I, I just feel like his floor is kind of like a Shumpert. Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a fair yeah. comparison. I think, he, I think he's kind of longer than Shumpert, isn't he? Yeah, it's, I think he's got his wingspan isn't really long. I think it's like six nine or whatever, but um, basically like the same as Windler, but like him uses it. Yeah, and again, so so you get a, you get a flyer on Jared Culver and you get two second rounders, um, and you have to take on Rubio. So I think that's a deal that again, like the on court fit is not there clearly for Minnesota, but if you need to get off of Ricky Rubio's money, there's a deal for you. Um, I think we can leave it at that. Amadou. Oh. Um, I just want to add, they also have Jaden McDaniels, oh, who's really good, too. They also yeah, I, I just, I just really wouldn't really really give him up. I yeah. wanted him really bad, too. I, I yeah. wouldn't give up him if I yeah, were you Minnesota under up, any but... circumstances. Yeah, no. But um, the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I thought this was going to be really, really easy heading into it. And then I remembered that the Pelicans just extended Steven Adams and it broke my heart because he's not trade-eligible this season. So there goes the easy, simple trade right out the window, and we're left to find other things. Amadou, what is your New Orleans-Andre Drummond trade? Uh, my trade is kind of simple. Once again, Eric Bledsoe and J.J. Redick, as well as a couple of second-round picks for Andre Drummond. Um, I don't think Bledsoe has long left for this team. I mean, they did take Kai Lewis last year with their pick. He's just about ready to start. You also have Lonzo Ball, who we talked about briefly on the spot. Um, he's been looking really nice um, as of late. So if I had to guess, I kind of want to say that they will extend him. Um, but yeah, their guard situation, as well as Nikhil Alexander-Walker, their guard situation is looking you know, hefty. Um, I think this is a move to get off of Eric Bledsoe's money. And J.C. Redick is a guy who they've been looking to trade for a long time now. This season has just not been... It for JJ. He's getting up there in age as well. So, um, honestly, if you're the Cavs, if you take him on, that's another buyout candidate. I think reports are saying that he could, you know, welcome a buyout. So, um, yeah, that's my trade. Yeah, I think JJ is a guy who maybe you could get a second rounder for. But if not, you know, you can – I think he'd be another clear buyout candidate. I'm with you there. Um, I was kind of trying to think of a way that maybe the Cavs could get Lonzo Ball in this trade. Um, I just – my original trade was like Eric Bledsoe, like you said, Lonzo Ball for Drummond and draft compensation. Uh, I, I just don't think that's worth it for them uh, to give off, you know, Lonzo for, for Drummond at first. Um, like you said, um, Lonzo has picked it up as of late. Like he might be playing his way out of trade rumors in in New Orleans. I think the incentive here is, again, just to get off of Eric Bledsoe. Uh a guy who's just not part of their future and not a fit with their current team, uh, making 16.8 this season, 18 next season, and then he's making 19.4 essentially the year after that. Uh, only $4 million guaranteed in that last year. But um, so, so you're getting off of that money, which is, I think, a valuable thing for this team. 
Uh, if you think you can get something for him, then maybe you don't do this. I'm not sure that he is a positive value player right now. Um, I'm also not sure if it's worth giving up Drummond and a first just to get back Lonzo Ball and take on Eric Bledsoe. Like, that's two, you know, starting kind of caliber guards when you already have two starting kind of caliber guards. So maybe J.J. Redick does kind of make a little bit more sense there. Uh, and, you know, you don't give up the first. Maybe you get back a first uh, for taking on for taking on Eric Bledsoe, essentially. Uh, again, Andre does not have a fit in New Orleans just because of Stephen Adams beating there. Uh, they have some other guys, um, Willie Hernan Gomez and, you know, uh, what's his face? Wenyan Gabriel, who are, are kind of on the back of the rotation. You know, they're not going to be that affected. Jackson Hayes is the guy who's going to be affected here. I'm not the biggest believer in Jackson Hayes. Never really have been. Uh, the guy's a great athlete. He's not much else. Um, I'm not really sure if, you know, he has a future on the Pelicans anyway. I never thought he had a good fit with Zion either uh, as a starter on this team. If you're, that's what, if that's your hope long-term. So that was the best that I could come up with for the Pelicans. Dan, what did you get here? Um, I have basically just for cap, or I should say for salary matching, um, Winnie and Gabriel and Melly, and then in addition – um, JJ Redick, again, maybe buyout candidate. And then the two key pieces are, um, Lonzo and then Alexander Walker, um, for Drummond, Windler, and Osman. I'm just thinking maybe it's, you really believe that Lonzo might be a better long term fit if the starting one, um, if you look to extend him the offseason, maybe. You can get Sexton to buy in with him to maybe take a little bit less. It's, I mean, it's kind of a shot in the dark. And then Alexander Walker, I just think it is a really solid um, reserve two guard, or I guess combo guard that can uh, run things for you. And between him, Garland, and Sexton, you can kind of just uh, mold the lineups around those guys and just kind of figure it out. Yeah, that'd be a heck of a guard rotation if you had Lonzo, Nikhil, uh, Garland, and Sexton all together. Uh, that would be – you're going to have to start paying them all, and that kind of gets tricky, but – Yeah, I, I mean, eventually I like you, you have to – yeah, you have to consolidate, but I don't know. I just figured it – and then with Osman, you have for them, I mean, it's it's a solid I mean, we, we've talked about it already. Like, I think that Jetty would be really, really nice in New Orleans. Like they, they could really use a wing shooter, and that is exactly yeah. what Jetty Osman is. Dylan Windler, you know, we hope can turn the shooting around and be the same thing. So I think both those guys make total sense for him. Would they be willing to move off of Nikhil? I'm not so sure. Yeah, probably not. Especially not for you know the the return, which is Andre Drummond, which again just does not have a real fit in New Orleans. But you know what? There's there's some sort of framework there for maybe something. But, um, yeah, I, like, again, if Jetty Osman is to get traded, trade him to New Orleans. Like, New Orleans should trade for Jetty Osman. If they, you know, are, like, really looking to make this roster work and they can find a move to do it, I just think the fit there is about as good of a Jetty Osman fit as you're going to get. Moving on, we have the OKC Thunder. Dan, we'll bring it right back around to you here. What is your Oklahoma City Thunder Andre Drummond trade? Uh, Drummond for Horford and then um, Justin Jackson and then a 2022 um, 
two for basically the Horford money. That's the same as I had, basically. I had Al Horford in two seconds for Drummond. Uh, OKC has more than enough ticks to give up here. Uh, same thing, yeah. They and I, I don't think that, the, again, there's a real reason for OKC to do this because it's not like they're a team that needs to move off of that money. Like They, they don't need the cap space and they shouldn't be moving assets to get off of it. But if for whatever reason they were, uh, that would be a good way to do it. Uh, and the Cavaliers obviously would take on Al Horford, who would actually fit kind of nicely in Cleveland. Like, I, I know, like, most people in Cleveland hate Al Horford, and that's, like, that's fair. But, like, the guy would be, like, a not-that-bad fit next to, you know, like, the young guys. I, you know, he's still a, a fine defender. I mean, he's not what he was. But as a floor-spacing center, I think he would actually work really, really nice in Cleveland. Amadou, what do you have here? Um... Yeah, I was thinking of a trade similar to you guys, just Al Horford for Andre Drummond, but even though Horford has actually been pretty good this season, averaging nearly 15 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, I don't know if this play is sustainable for him, especially considering the fact that he is, what, 34 at this point. Um, by the end of this contract, I think he'll be 37 or 36, either or. Personally, I just don't know if I want the Cavs to take on more long-term money, especially only for, for a couple of second-round picks. Um, if it was some first, sure. You know, maybe i consider it, but I don't know. But personally, I just did uh, Trevor Reason, Darius Miller for um, Andre Drummond. I just feel like even then, that trade doesn't really make much sense. But maybe I'm just trying to think of why it would make sense for the Thunder. If this was a trade that the Thunder looked to make early November, and then after that, you look to move Drummond once again, something like that. But, you know, um, yeah. Again, should note, uh, Al Horford making $27.5 million this season, $27 million the season after. And then after that, he only has $14 million guaranteed in that final or $14.5 million guaranteed in that final year. So you would be eating a considerable amount of money there. Like you'd be eating over $40 million on that deal, you know, between the next two seasons. But I don't know. Like, I think he would provide enough on-court value and just, you know, be a nice veteran. And, again, I think like, the fit actually works well enough. And you could just wave him in the last season and, and save yourself a little bit of money. Obviously, having $14.5 dead money on your books is less than ideal. But Overall, I think if, if if you got some compensation for it, even if it was a couple seconds, it'd be enough for me to strongly consider it. Uh, and, Dan, you mentioned Josh Jackson. Um, in replacement for a second-round pick, I'd be happy with that, too. Uh, Jackson is, you know, kind of a, a, a nice bench kind of shooting wing. Uh, he's also restricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, at a $7 million qual- qualifying offer, I'm not even sure if he's going to get that extended to him. I'm not sure if he's a $7 million player, but yeah, a, a guy that the Cavaliers could look to, you know, not extend that qualifying offer and then maybe just bring him back on something cheaper uh, if they could still retain him in unrestricted free agency. But a, a nice, you know, waiver or flyer, again, just to, to look at. Yeah. I, I think he kind of I just reminds me of kind of like a Dorian Finney-Smith type. I mean, needs to add weight. Not the defender over, that Dorian over the is. years, but... I don't know, in theory, can be kind of a, um, yeah, like a, a wing shooter that if he can apply it more there, it basically gain weight, um, I think kind of has that potential. But 
um, was, yeah, I mean, kind of a late bloomer type, but can create for himself a little bit. Just is is a little bit more than a throw-in, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, the Cavaliers don't do this if they view him as a throw-in. Like, it, you, you want a guy to, to come back that is, you know, of value. So I think, you know... It, I, I think he has some sort of value for this team. Like again, as, a, as just kind of a wing shooter, three four type. Well, like, it's just would, it's just more of a like purpose for this team. insurance that one of the wings, or, or maybe like Winler, is banged up. They're they're just kind of banged up on the wing right yeah. now. Is is the only yeah. thing. I like it. Uh, we will move on to the Suns here, another team that really does not make a whole lot of sense here for Andre. Uh, kind of a, a running theme here in the West. There are just a lot of teams that either have centers or are hard-capped and are right against the hard-cap. Uh, just a lot of places that don't really work that well. The Suns are one of them. Uh, Amadou, I'll start with you on this one. Were you able to come up with a good trade for Andre Drummond on the Suns? I honestly wasn't able to come up with a trade at all. I was... I like I was thinking of maybe getting crazy and saying I don't know Andre and Torian Prince for Chris Paul, but it's just it it was just nothing. Yeah, it was just nothing that the Suns could have done that would That'd make be any sense. Hey, we, we were talking about this off season trading for Chris Paul. Chris Paul? Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't think the Suns would do it. Yeah, but um, okay. So here's my situation. Ready, Amadou? So and obviously like. Don't take this as, like, I want it to happen. Like, th- this should, like, I-, I don't want this to happen. I don't want any injuries to happen to anybody. But in the event that Chris Paul and Devin Booker both suffered career-altering injuries and were no longer pieces for the Phoenix Suns and decided they need to blow this up and rebuild, they can trade Dario Saric, Jay Crowder, Jalen Smith, and Abdel Nader to the Cavs for Andre Drummond and two first-round picks. Essentially, you're getting Dario and Jay and Jalen, and you surrender first-round picks to add those guys to your core. It doesn't really make sense for either side, but I did it because it's the only thing I could do. Yeah. Um, I like Jalen Smith a lot. Um, he was definitely a player that... You're a Jalen Smith guy. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I wrote about him a lot. For sure. Um, thought, thought he'd fit well with this team. You know, his spacing ability, his rim protection, um, but hindering a couple firsts from, I don't know if he's worth that much, um, was kind of, you know, a questionable pick uh, for the Suns. I thought, you know, obviously they go Tyrese Halliburton. He was right there, but... Tyrese or Devin Vassell was the direction I thought they would go. Honestly, it would have made more sense, but they selected him. Hasn't played all too much this season, obviously, because, you know, DeAndre Ayn has taken a big leap in his game. You know, alongside CP3, those two have a nice connection in a pick and roll. But um, Dario Sarge has looked really good for them when he's been healthy too. Him like too, four yes. or five. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay Crowder coming back to Cleveland. I never thought it'd happen, but you know, uh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Jay Crowder shooting does. immediately plummets back down to twenty five percent the moment we trade right. for him. Yeah, put the sliders down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, if the picks are protected, sure. But yeah, maybe that, you could yeah. protect them, like yeah. heavily, like lottery protected firsts that immediately convey to two seconds if they don't convey in the first year. Yeah, we'll go okay. with that. I like that. Yeah, that, that, so I mean, that's better. probably like four seconds for these guys. Crazy. 
But you know, yeah, we paid so four seconds for Kevin Porter Jr. So yeah, you know, it's yeah. not out of not out of the realm. Dan, did you have anything for the Suns? This is this is the the spitball of all spitballs. Um, I have Drummond and Windler for, um, and then four seconds for future seconds um, for Etwan Moore, Sarich, uh, Javon Carter, Cam Johnson, and Jalen Smith. Um, just yeah. kind of. <laughs> Yeah, just throwing out there, um, maybe, yeah, they're just kind of looking to reset if an injury happens to Chris Paul. Uh, there's kind of internal strife. I, I don't know. That's, that's about all I can say to that. Yeah. Uh, bring Jake Crowder back to Cleveland. Um, we'll move on. Who do we have next here? We have the Portland Trailblazers, which this is actually like – Again, I don't think it's going to happen, but this is a team that like I have seen floated out there on the you know rumored Andre Drummond destinations. Uh, obviously, they have a little bit of a predicament at their center position right now. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic is hurt. I'm assuming he'll be back this year, but you know we, we'll see. Uh, Zach Collins is also hurt. Uh, we're not sure what's going to happen with him. Uh, he, I believe he's. Did he have his team option declined at this point? I think so. Yes. Did yeah, he? I'm pretty sure. I believe so. so. He's an expiring, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're dealing with that. Um, other than that, they have Ennis Cantor playing a lot of center minutes right now, uh, which is, again, less than ideal. They have Harry Giles, but you know what? They could use Andre Drummond. So we're going to trade Andre Drummond to Portland. Dan, what do you have here? Uh, they have Drummond, and then the Cavs get back. Ronnie Hood, if it's after March 3rd, um, Collins and uh, Jones Jr. Um, just basically you get Jones Jr. Um, maybe you bring back Collins on the cheap. I think it, he still is a guy when he's healthy that has value. Um, we haven't really necessarily seen the spacing element that much yet, but, I mean, he has, has a clean stroke. I mean, the, the shot ability... The potential is still there. Um, if he could ever cut down on his fouls, could be a really impact defender. And then uh, Jones Jr. is kind of a just kind of energy guy that can defend uh, ones one through three in a good amount of matchups theoretically. I think he can guard a lot of fours as well. Um, uh, he's I, I mean, really, like bigger he's just, force, he's going to struggle against. But like, just really there are a lot thin. of guys who. Yeah. And, well, the only issue is, I mean, given how injury prone he is, you don't want to put that him on a lot of force. That's, that's just fair. what I'm thinking. That's fair. That's fair. Again, uh, Derek Jones Jr. is somebody we talked a lot about in the offseason as a potential target. Uh, I like him defensively on this team. Uh, good athlete. Yeah, I, I don't need to go back into all the the Derek Jones Jr. stuff. Amadou, what did you have here for? For the uh, the Portland Trailblazers, well, my trade is pretty interesting, so I'm gonna throw a scenario out there. Yusuf Nurkic is one of the most underrated bigs in the league, but he just cannot stay on the court. Um, concerning that, the the Blazers are tired of it. They look to go in a different direction, so they trade Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins, who already has one foot out the door anyway, and Derek Jones Jr. for Andre Drummond. Damian Dotson in multiple second round picks. You know, I kind of I, I I had the same situation as you, Amadou. Uh, whereas 
you know, maybe the so they the Blazers, invest. So they then invest in Drummond. Then, yeah, like they just don't believe in in Yusuf Nurkic anymore. They don't believe he can stay healthy. Um, they're they're just ready to move on. They're ready to to, to get a sure thing in Andre. Uh, you know that helps him this season. Uh, maybe you know, would Andre at this point be better than? Uh, Yusuf Nurkic coming off of another injury? Like, I don't know. He might be. Would he be better so, than Ennis Kanter is the real question. Well, he'd be better than Ennis Kanter, <laughs> and that is without a doubt. Um, so you get Yusuf Nurkic, Rodney Hood, and C.J. Ellaby to make the salary work for... And C.J. Ellaby's been, you know, maybe a guy this year um, for Andre Drummond and a second rounder. Uh, Rodney Hood is, you know, in there to make money work. Uh, you get a nice little reunion there. Uh, he's been fine for the Trailblazers this year. Again, it's just, it's getting off of Yusuf, uh, and I think that's the big return here for the Cavs, is you, you kind of just take a flyer on another guy who's on a reasonable contract. Uh, you know, the fit there isn't good with Jared Allen. Uh, you'd have to bring one of them off the bench, and that maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but maybe you rehabilitate Nurkic's trade value next season, and he plays well, and then you can flip him for something else. You know, just kind of, you know, as a hypothetical. So that's what I had there. I'm kind of along the same lines as you'd Amadou. Yeah, um, I really like Yusuf Nurkic, and I don't think the, the Blazers will look to trade him. But at the same time, I don't you know, either. Yeah, his injury history has been tough. I think last year or the season prior, he broke his leg. Um, we all know lower body injuries are always bad for, for centers. And, I mean, he came back and he still – he played even better, actually. But this year has a wrist injury. You know, it's just these ticky-tack injuries that, you know, really just take him out and, you know – we talked about is he better, uh, is Drummond better than Yusuf? I think it just comes down to the fact that, at the very least, Drummond will be available, and you know availability is a big thing. And once again, uh, we talk a lot about Drummond. Um, this is me kind of trying to, you know, maybe up his trade value. If, you know, for some crazy reason, you know, a GM is watching this podcast. When he's engaged, Drummond, you know, he plays actually pretty well. You know, I'm thinking on a team like the Blazers, who are actually fourth in the West right now. I think. They might have dropped or, you know, went higher since um, they played their last game. Becoming, I mean, until CJ comes back, he'll be a second option on that team, um, on a playoff team. We could see his engagement at, you know, an all-time high. Well, just being on a team that, you know, is going to be in the playoffs alone, I think, would, you know, increase his engagement. Um, just putting him in a situation where it really matters. You know, we could see that, that early season drumming again. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I just um, really do question, though, like, in situations when there are players that are Willard McCollum uh, level, I just... Will he be able is, to surrender his role? Is he going to not shoot the ball, like, 19 times? I, I, I just really don't know. I'll never know about that with Drummond. I, I like... I don't that's think the we whole can, though. buyout thing, like... I, that means you, you're pretty much surrendering. Like, like you are a dude that's going to shoot like eight times and like on rolls. Like, I, I just don't buy that with him. I, I I hate saying it that way because I mean the guy well has helped us will or has helped will us to some wins. But I, I everybody just like throwing that in there. I, I just really don't know. Like, what what is an engaged Drummond? And is he going to take to, like, hard criticism? I, 
from guys like that, I, I just I see internal strife for that. From that, we won't know until we see it, Dan. I don't know if we, we will. We got to roll the dice. The, the Portland needs to roll the dice here. That we we got to make it happen. Yeah. Um, and it, would the Cavs be getting anything from Rodney Hood if if he were to come back? Would would he actually welcome that? Uh, I don't even know. I mean, the Cavaliers could just wave him. He's on, he doesn't have a guarantee on his second year. It's either a team option or a non guarantee. Oh, that's so right. he could just play out the it, season yeah, and then yeah, leave yeah, free agency. Um, that that would be an odd dynamic, though. It would. It would. That did not. That, I mean, that was a the fl- a flop of flops with Ronnie Hood, my lord. You know what? Give it another chance, Dan. This this is this trade needs to happen, man. We need to get. But we he's he's, he's a talented player, so I, yes. I hope he can kind of find himself somewhere. I think coming back from the Achilles, he's looked okay. Like yeah, he's you know, for the, for he the can... degree of the injury. Like I think he's come back and like played well. Yeah, he's 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 okay. Should we move on to the Kings here? I think we should. Um, I actually, again, this is one that I kind of like pseudo like, even though I don't really. Um, I'll, 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 I'll start with you here, Dan. What is your Andre Drummond to the Sacramento Kings trade? Um, it's Drummond for uh, Corey Joseph, um, Robinson third, and then uh, Bags, and then. Um, or the Kings also receive um, 2022 second via Houston. And um, maybe I, I just figure like they're kind of the Cavs would send that given that uh, Bags has potential, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm OK with that. So it's it's Marvin Bagley, Corey Joseph and anything else or just those two guys. Um, it's uh Rob Robinson the third. Robinson the third. Okay, that's the guy I missed. And that's okay. I, I, I guess I thought he would have had more of a role there for the I year. Think but. He, that's been like the case with Glenn Robinson, like the last three stops he's had. Like he seemed like a really good value get for the Warriors, and then he really wasn't. And then the Sixers traded for him in Burks, and it seemed like, you know, this is a guy who's gonna like be again like a good wing for him, and he wasn't. And now he's in Sacramento and he's kind of the same guy. Like I just don't really I mean, again, with with the injuries that this Cleveland team has had to their wing rotation, like, sure, bring me, you know, Glenn Robinson. He could be a guy. Um He could he could be something. He could be something. Um probably not. But if nothing else, he's a nice injury insurance wing, uh, you know, kind of combo forward type. Won a dunk contest too, so that'd be another another you know dunk contest champ on the well another, but a dunk contest champion on the roster. I was gonna say along with Larry Nance, but Larry Nance got robbed. Um, yeah, I, I think you know you could do worse. Marvin Bagley is obviously the get here. Uh, I would welcome Marvin Bagley to Cleveland, especially with another year, another year left on his rookie deal. Uh, he was the second overall pick, so it's not like it's cheap, but I, I would welcome that. Uh, and the the Kings, if they feel like you know they need to make a move now, like is is and obviously like uh, Rashawn Holmes has been very very good for them this year. Um, like he's been a very quality starting center, but you know you might have a little bit of something with. De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, and Andre Drummond. And then you have Buddy Heald, too, who's like a guy still for him, even though he's not playing that well this year. Not shooting the ball that well. But he's paid enough to be called enough. 
he's paid enough to be called their part of their core. So I think, you know, that, that makes some sort of sense. Amadou, what do you have here? I actually do have two trades here. Now, um, Ooh. yeah, both of these trades revolve around, or actually, excuse me, uh, these two trades revolve around Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hill. I feel like both those guys are guys that, you know, the Kings could look to move um, during the season. So the first trade is Harrison Barnes and Jabari Parker for Andre Drummond. And then the second trade is Buddy Hield and Jabari Parker for Andre Drummond and Damian Dotson. Okay, so... so yeah. Harrison um, just, Barnes. The Harrison Barnes fit in Cleveland. I feel like he'd be a nice 3-and-D guy. I mean, he's he's had a real... A pretty under-the-radar season this season. Oh, he's had um, a fantastic yeah, season for him. I'm not denying that. this year. Uh, nearly 16 points per game. He's shooting almost 50-40 from the field. Super efficient. So that's why I feel like that trade is probably the less likely of the two. I feel like Buddy Hield, with the emergence of Tyrese Halliburton, he it's it's been you know the Kings were very hesitant to give him an extension in the first place last season. He had gotten not want to say bench, but you know he was resorted to a backup. Well, he was benched. Well, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. He was benched um, after some sloppy play um, for Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's no longer there, and obviously now Tyrese Halliburton. It's looking like the guy who's going to be taking the spot. So this is just, you know, an easy way for the Kings to get off of his deal while still, you know, being semi-competitive. Their center rotation, uh, they lost Harry Giles. I don't, who was their starting center? I think, you know, Hassan Whiteside doesn't even play minutes for them either. So, you know, if they want to be competitive, this is a way for them to do that. And Jabari Parker, former number two overall pick who um, suffered some tough, tough injuries Hasn't played at all this season. Maybe he can have resurgence here in Cleveland. I'm not too sure, but yeah, those are those are my trades. Yeah, I had uh, Andre Drummond for uh, what's his face, Buddy Heald in two seconds. Basically, just a swap with some draft compensation going back to Cleveland. Uh, yeah, the. Kings get that center. Uh, and I, I think that, like, Andre could actually, like, resign in Sacramento. Like, out of all the places that, like, it would make some sort of sense for Andre to resign with, I think Sacramento was one of those places. Um, the Cavaliers get back uh, Buddy Heald, who, you know, maybe a change of scenery is what he needs to, you know, kind of start shooting the ball better. Uh, that was the case with Tarian. Uh, we'd have to see. But, yeah, again, Buddy Heald, for his entire career, has been older than people think. Uh, it's not like this guy would be a part of our future. Uh, is he 28 now, 29? What is Yeah, he? I think 28. 28. Like, he's older than Andre Drummond. So, again, like, the guy is making... Just like Chris Boucher. <laughs> yeah, like Chris Boucher, except Chris weird. Boucher is on, like, a good value contract. Uh, Buddy Heald is making $22.7 million next year. 20.7 the million the year after that, and then 18.8 the year after that. So, like, it is a decreasing value deal, which is nice, but he's still overpaid, and, like, he needs to start shooting the ball better if he's going to be, like, part of any team's, like, serious plans. Like, he's obviously going to be because he's paid for the next four years, but to be, like, a positive, like, contributor to a team, he's going to just have to start shooting the ball better. And maybe that happens in Cleveland, maybe it wouldn't. But um, that, that that would be the deal for me, and then just get some draft compensation back and help help Sacramento get off of that. So maybe even a first for for 
Andre Drummond, you know, to to give that. I think that that would be a fair deal um, there. We are almost done here. We have two more teams. Amadou, I'll start with you on this one. The San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. Andre well, Drummond, get him there. Yeah, this one was kind of simple. I just had uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and, you know, Drew Ebanks as a cap filler for Andre Drummond. Um, LaMarcus, haven't heard too much from him about him this season. Uh, he's pretty old. He's been bad. He's been yeah, straight up bad. He he's been has not, up, He's fallen off a cliff. Yes. I mean, and that's just due to age. Um, LaMarcus... His time, you know, in the league has been great, but unfortunately, you know, regression happens. The Spurs we see are a team, they've never been a team to rebuild, so I'm pretty sure they're going to be contending this year. I think they're still in the playoff hunt, you know, as of right now. Get Drummond to be that, I don't even want to say enforcer, we know what Andre Drummond is, but to be that that guy (laughs) down low for you at the center position. That paint beast. Yeah, that paint beast, that right there. Um, And, you know, for the Cavs. LaMarcus is just, you know, he can leave after the offseason. So, yeah. LaMarcus could retire after the offseason. Yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't know if he's quite at that point yet, but like, he could if he wanted to. Like, his contract's ending, he's not going to get another big deal. Like, if he signs somewhere next season, he'll probably be on a minimum, um, if I had to guess at least. Uh, the shooting hasn't been there for him, uh, and I was kind of, you know, holding it out hopeful that, you know, at the beginning of the season that maybe that would bounce back. Really hasn't, uh, and he is just so immobile at this point. He's so slow. He, I mean, he can't jump. Uh, he, he's You have to play him at center at this point. You cannot play him at power forward. He can't guard on the perimeter. He's not really a rim protector either. He's just a massive defensive liability who can't really even get it done on the offensive end anymore. Um, you know, he still has the nice little mid-range touch, and he, he, he has a, he, he's always had great touch, and he, always, he still does. But overall, just so less effective as a player. Uh, I had the same deal as you, Amadou. I didn't have Drew Eubanks included in there. I just had LaMarcus Aldridge in two seconds for Andre Drummond. Um, I think I'm with you on this in which I think, like, San Antonio, like, has a reason to think, like, that they could make the playoffs this year, especially with the play-in tournament. And Andre help, uh, Andre would help them get there. Uh, I, I think that they have Jakob Pertl too, who I think is a guy who is, is a good center for them. But if they want to keep him in a backup role, I think they can with this move. Uh, and it's not like he's making starters money or anything. You know, you, you can feel good about bringing him off the bench, I think. So you do that. Um, it's not like Andre is taking a ton of touches away from anybody. Like, yes, DeMar DeRozan uh, and the spacing doesn't work great there. Uh, it, overall, the spacing isn't wonderful in San Antonio at this point. But it's not like it's a whole lot better with with Lamarcus Aldridge, and I think they can make it work. Yeah, it's not like they have super high usage guards outside of DeRozan, like Derek Murray or De- Dejounte Murray and Derek White. Uh, both are guys that you know need the ball some, but it's not like they're super ball dominant. So yeah, I, I, I kind of like that fit for them. Um, I think it makes sense. And again, again, Cleveland, uh, maybe Lamarcus accepts a buyout. I don't really see the reason for him to. I think he just gets paid. Uh, and then just rides out the season here um, and then maybe signs somewhere else at the end if if he decides to come back. But that, that would be my take. Dan, what'd you have here? Well, I had Drummond and Dotson and then two twos. And then the Cavs get Aldridge and they get Lonnie Walker the fourth. Um, I just think it's, 
kind of gets the Spurs out of potentially having to pay him down the road. Uh, a guy that is talented, um, has shown plenty of flashes, really, really high-end athlete, but it's just kind of an odd fit to an extent with Murray DeRozan there. Um, and also Derek White and still Patty Mills to an extent. Kelvin so, Johnson as well. Yeah, Kelvin yeah, Johnson, Johnson too. Yeah. Um, so just kind of you kind of question the what he'll be, I guess, going forward in that sense. And then they have a guy that in Dotson can can defend for you um, really well uh, against ones and twos. Um, is tough, I think, would fit into that culture and obviously is not guaranteed next year. So, um, And then you get Andre. So, Yeah, if they'd be willing to give up Lonnie Walker, absolutely yeah, go I for it. I don't um, think they would, given how the Spurs maybe, are with their young pieces. But in theory, Maybe Luka Samanich? Like that's yeah, a, that's was, somebody who I could actually see them giving up. Like, yeah, yeah I, I if the really Cavaliers were interested him, so. in Samanich, I, I don't really either. But if the Cavaliers just wanted to take a flyer on a young guy, I think that that's somebody who would maybe be attainable here. Is he? Yeah. Is he on a two way deal? Because no, he's on, he's, he's on, on a, a rookie scale. No, I think he was the oh, first round pick for them. Okay, okay. Last, yeah, he was the first round last for last year. Whatever, okay, it was like nineteenth okay, okay. or oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah okay. he, he's something. in the second year now. He's in the second something year now. Like that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But. Uh, he hasn't really done much even in the G League, so I, I no, don't really, ugh, just like ugh. I don't like it. I, I don't like him as a prospect. But if the Cavaliers want to take a flyer on someone, yeah, I'm not that's why I think it would flyer. have to be not taking that flyer. <laughs> no, I'm burning no, that flyer. Not even taking the flyer. No, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I might like if they, and you know, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him having a better career than Dean Wade. Dean Wade is at least somewhat athletic. I would say. Yeah. I Like I said, I think Dean Wade is a sneaky, good defender. He can actually, like, I, I'll keep saying, the lateral movement with Dean Wade is actually, like, pretty good. Like, he can stay in yeah. front of guys, which I didn't know if he was going to be able to do. So, yeah. 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 That's fair. Shout out to Dean Wade. We have one more team, the Utah Jazz, another team that makes no sense for Andre. Uh all of their money is invested in like three players, their big money. And after that, they also have important pieces. Um, just another team that really doesn't make any sense. Uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll do this and wrap it up. Uh, they're paying Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, and basically Bojan Bogdanovic uh, as their top guys. Like, I don't see them really. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, do you want to take the Utah Jazz? Sure, this trade makes absolutely no sense at all. But you know, for like you said, the contracts that they have, this is just something that you you probably have to do. I just have Royce O'Neal and Bojan Bogdanovic for Andre Drummond completely gutting their ring rotation for you know a player who does not fit the team. But you know, in this alternate universe, maybe that's just a trade that they do. Yeah, my thought process here is. Bojan Bogdanovic, you know, he had a wrist injury, I believe. Maybe he gets hurt again. Maybe that wrist gets, you know, aggravated, and he's going to miss an extended period of time. Uh, and Bojan is making some money. He's making 17.8 this year, 18.7 next, and then 19.5 after that. Like, he's going to be pretty old by the end of that if he's just going to keep being riddled with injuries. And uh, Utah, especially with this Rudy Gobert extension kicking in, decided they don't want to pay that. I had Bojan Bogdanovic and Derek Favors. 
for Andre Drummond. I think Derek Favors, uh, I, I think Andre is a slight upgrade over Derek Favors. Um, and then it would just be about getting off of Bojan Bogdanovic's money in the event that they decided they need to, which I don't really think they do. But I, I definitely don't think they should now. But it's really the only situation I could come up with. Dan, did you have anything different? Well, I had a three-way trade with the Knicks. Oh, let's do it. Um, like it. Just because I, I really just was trying to be semi-sensible. But um, So the we'll start with the Jazz end. They get Jetty and JaVale McGee. And then a Knicks uh, future two via – or basically getting their future two back um, in 2023. Then the Cavs receive Kevin Knox, Nerlens Noel, um, Fred Nilakina, um, Favors, and then uh, Future Two from the Jazz and Knicks. And then the Knicks get Drummond and then Niang from the Jazz, who can somewhat space the floor. So um, just kind of allows, I guess, the Jazz to get another shooting wing. And uh, also, JaVale Me kind of is like a locker room guy in theory. Well, he'd replace – he would be a nice replacement for uh, – But, for, yeah, I, for favors if you're shipping yeah. him out. Like, he'd be – he'd play an important role on that team in that in that situation. Yeah, it, it's in that sense too. But I, I'm just factoring like I don't know what kind of minutes in the playoffs McGee would be getting or even really favors, honestly. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a – Maybe given that the Knicks are rumored to be uh, interested in Drummond, just kind of ties into that. I like that much better than mine. <laughs> we've made it through all 29 teams here. We've made it through the 15 teams in the West this episode, the 14 teams in the East last episode. Sticking just to the West here, which is your favorite Western Conference trade, guys? Is it still the Mavericks? <sighs> yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say them. Actually, I like that Memphis deal. Getting Justice Winslow, I mean, he's still young. He was just great at Duke. You know, he was a top ten pick for a reason. I feel like, you know, we say this for a lot of guys. Um, a change of scenery would help, and he he just hasn't played with the Grizzlies. I mean, I feel like playing, you know, could he has the size, defense, athleticism. The shooting, you know, it's 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 just not really there. But I feel like in a role where you have him, like we said, with you know a Jetty Osmond, a Dylan Wendler, a Torian Prince, you know, just Larry Nance, just shooters around him, he could find success. So I, I would say I really do like that Memphis deal. As far as like a deal that I really like, yeah, I love the Memphis deal. I would do that immediately. Yeah. Uh, as far as a realistic one, I think that the Spurs are like a very real possibility mm-hmm. uh, as a destination, just because of Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean, you're swapping expirings yeah. and you know giving San Antonio the better player for you know maybe a couple picks, like that. That just makes sense if that yeah. team feels like they want to go all in. And it wouldn't even be an all-in move because it's again they're two expirings. Mm-hmm. Like if this team is just looking to make the playoffs this year, that's a reasonable move to make. Yeah, uh, Dan, which is your favorite here? Uh, I'm probably going to say the three-way with the Lakers that I suggested. Um, Brand THT basically for uh, cash and a, a two, um, and then kind of getting Malik Monk. Maybe he can 
be. I, I'm not really a huge monk guy, but maybe it's a dude that can. He showed be, something this year. Uh, maybe like a quote unquote Porter Junior like energy score replacement off the bench. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see what you'd get in the off season, and then um, Cody Zeller is kind of just like a. Guy, maybe you can bring back in the offseason on the cheap to fill in kind of the JaVale McGee role. So, I'd say probably that one. Anything else before we get out of here? We've gone an hour and a half on Andre Drummond trades for Western Conference teams. So, I think we've we've got pretty much everything we need to said. But either of you, anything else here? No, I don't think any taglines this week. No, no. tagline. All right, Sorry. that's okay. We'll get out of here then. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Dan and Amdu, for coming on. Uh, if you enjoyed, subscribe. Don't miss another episode. Uh, leave a rating. Leave a review. Uh, it helps out the show. Uh, so, yeah, I would appreciate it if you did. Uh, other than that, yeah, like I said, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to Cavalier Central. Be on the lookout for another episode coming soon.